Okay, something's uh, is moving over there. Yeah. Okay, Parshas um, Vayigash. Parshas Vayigash. Any discussion of Parshas Vayigash, especially the first year of a, a Parsha year, um, you don't can't move. Or the, probably one of the most well-known thoughts, which uh, many know, but it's always worthwhile to review, is that of the Beis Halevi, beginning of Parshas Vayigash. Uh, so let's learn it together. And maybe we'll have something connected afterwards, related to the same idea, but something uh, a little uh, a little less known. <coughs> so on the first page of your packet, the Beis Halevi uh, quotes the Medrash. Quotes the Medrash, Medrash Rabbah. Of course, you guys starts off with the meeting. We left off with a cliffhanger last week, one of the few parshas that end off in the middle of a story. A cliffhanger, what's going to happen? Yehuda is, is uh, standing up to Yosef. Are they going to give up in Yemen? Are they not? So what happens at the beginning of our parsha? Um, no, Yehuda stands up for Yosef, says, I'm going to stand up for Benyamin, take me instead, and finally Yosef reveals himself. So the Medrash, Isa al-Pasuk Zeh. Even actually, let's, let's read the Pasuk for a minute, just to, to see what the, uh, the Medrash is going on. The Medrash is talking about the, going on the Pasuk at the beginning of a Yigash, where Yehuda is talking to Yosef, and when Yosef finally reveals himself in Perak Hay, Pasuk Gimel, Vayome Yosef Elachav, Ani Yosef Haod Avichai. I am Yosef, is my father still alive? And the brothers could not answer him because they were so scared. They were so they were so nivhalu. They were so confused. They were so they were so nervous. So the measures on this pasuk says. Now back to the base Halevi. Isa al pasuk zeh. Amar Abba Koin Baradula. Oy lanu miyom hadin. Oy lanu miyom atochecha. Woe to us from the day of judgment. Woe to us from the day of rebuke. Meaning the day that we're going to have to stand in judgment. Yosef ketanan shall shvatim lo yachlu echav lanototo kidefalumi panav. Yosef, the smallest of the shvatim, meaning involved in the conversation, not besides Binyamin, they <coughs> the brothers could have answered the youngest shevet kidefalumi panav lekishayavo hakadosh baruch hu v'yochiach lekol echad lefima shehu when Hashem laasalavo after 120 years will rebuke us each according to their own life. So if Yosef they couldn't answer, surely HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we won't be able to, uh, to answer. That's the Medrash at the beginning of the Parsha. The question is, what exactly does the Medrash mean? What does the Medrash mean? Um, what the major, major question is, what great tochacha, what great rebuke did Yosef give them here? Right? I am Yosef, is my father still alive? He didn't say anything to them. He didn't say anything negative. He didn't say, why you sold me? In a few lines, he's going to say, um, I know why you sold me. It was awful. Shem Shemayim. Don't worry about it. So he's going to say that in a few lines. But the Medrash, Oy, Leomadin, woe to us. Woe to us after 120 years. If Yosef's brothers couldn't answer Yosef, surely we won't be able to answer HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So, so what exactly was the Tochacha? <coughs> that's, <coughs> that's the famous question of the Beis HaLevi. On uh, line line ten. Why they jump back? They said, You're Yosef. Oh, they were flabbergasted. They were in shock. But what, was there a tochacha here? They, what, what rebuke was there here? Question one. A second question that he asks is, what, what's the, the long language of the, of the Medrash? Like on line 7 of the Medrash. When a Kaddish Baruch Hu comes, And Hashem will rebuke us each according to each person. According to each one of us, a Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to give us rebukes. What does that mean? What exactly is the Medrash trying to say? And um, 
Uh, finally, a third question, which is already the beginning of the answer. And that is, if you look back at the end of Ayigash, in the same conversation, Yehuda already told him that his father was still alive. Right? Yehuda said, right? Yo- Yosef asked, is my father still alive? And Yehuda said, yes. Yehuda said that, you know, uh, he's, he's alive and well. And here, Yosef says, Ani Yosef, So those three questions put together. Number one, what exactly was the Tochacha? Number two, what is the Lashon of the Medrash, Lafimashahu, each according to their own lives? And number three, why is Yosef asking them, is my father still alive? If he really knew that, leads the Beis HaLevi to his important Yisod. <coughs> says the Beis HaLevi in the second paragraph. Yosef had no intention of saying, being nice and appeasing to the brothers at this Pasuk. This Pasuk is a biting rebuke to the brothers. And he wasn't asking a question, is my father still alive? Because he knew that from the end of Ayigash, that his father was still alive. But what is he asking them? What is he asking them? Line 27. They became more scared. What were they scared of? What was the, what was the terrible rebuke that, the, yeah, that Yosef was giving them? So Yosef was saying it. It's really a rhetorical question. Ani Yosef. My father's still alive? What does that mean? Second column. Line two. It's the hay of wonderment. Ha'od, is it really? Could it really be true? As if Yosef is saying, How could it be that after all the pain you threw dad with, you put dad through, He's still alive? Ha'odavichai, after everything that you've done to him, he's still alive and he didn't die from heartache? And hidden in these words is a, as I said before, a biting question to them. And it's an undermining of everything that Yehuda is claiming here. What is Yehuda saying? You can't take Binyamin. Our father's going to die if you take Binyamin. You have to have Rachmanis because you're killing our father. So Yosef says, Ani Yosef, Ha'odavichai. Remember what happened to me? 22 years ago, you didn't feel that way. 22 years ago, you didn't think about the feelings for your father. What's it going to do to him? You knew I was the Ben Zakunim. We discussed uh, um, two weeks ago. What does Ben Zakunim mean? A number of different shatim. The whole taina of Yehuda was that, look what you did to Yaakov, look what you're going to do to our father Yaakov Avinu. It's so difficult, how can you take Binyamin away? So you know what Yosef says? The biggest tochacha that a person could receive is when he or she is disproven from their own life. When we claim defense, and then somebody says, but you didn't act that way. I could prove it to you, Minei Ubei. Says the Beis HaLevi, that's the Tochacha. Yosef is saying to the brothers, you're asking for Rachmanis, but you yourself didn't give Rachmanis. 
So how could you be asking? You violated the same thing. And that's the ultimate tochacha. That's the medrash. We're going to have tochacha. Woe to us when we think about this pasuk. Because Hashem's going to rebuke us lafima shehu. What does that mean? Each according to our own lives. We're going to say, I couldn't. I was too busy. I was too busy. Hashem's going to say, okay, let me see what you did yesterday. You were too busy today to do that ma'isa mitzvah. What about yesterday? You were too busy. I didn't have enough money for it. I could, I couldn't, I couldn't. Hmm, let's see what you spent money on this past month. The rebuke, the ultimate, deepest rebuke that we're going to receive is proof from our own life. We're going to have tainas and we're going to have defenses. The Baruch is going to say, I'm not going to ask you why, weren't, why you weren't like Rav Moshe, why you didn't do this, why you didn't do that. I'm going to bring your own life. Your own life. You didn't have enough time, you didn't have enough money, you didn't have enough seichel, you didn't have enough courage. That's what Yosef HaTzadik is saying. Ani Yosef You want so much Rachmanis for Abba, for Yaakov Avinu. What did you do 22 years ago? That's what he says. Um, line 35. We're shown from our own actions. In another area, we spent so much money on, 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 on something that's worthless, but we don't have enough money to spend on something valuable. Says the Beis Halevi, this is something that applies in all areas of our life. It applies in emuna. People think, I can't have proper emuna. I don't, I don't have enough, enough brains for it. Enough brains for a lot of other things, as we'll see uh, the measures that he ends off with in a minute. Or he says on line, f- <coughs> in the third column, <coughs> I'm sorry, Baruch Hashem, I'm better than I was. But uh, we're, getting, we're getting up, hopefully. Many regarding Talmud Torah, they exempt themselves. I don't have a Gemara cup. I don't have the head for learning. I don't have the head for learning. I don't have the abilities. So Yanki Bateva This is my, this is what Hakadosh Baruch gave me. But when we think about what else we use our brains for, and we could be the leader in our field of wherever we're in, but we have enough seichel for that. The ultimate rebuke that we have to make sure, the message of the Beis HaLevi is that we have to make sure we live a consistent life. We have to make sure that if we have any defenses that we can't get to this on time and that on time, why is it when I'm going on vacation, I have no problem getting to the airport three hours before the flight. But when I have to get to Minion on time, you know, it's more difficult. You get to that on time. You don't always come late. You don't always come late. It says the Beis HaLevi, he ends off with a medrash of Elio Anavi. And now the Ozuta, line 42 in the third column. Exactly our point. Elio Navi says, one time I was walking and traveling, and I met somebody who was in Amaretz. He didn't know Torah, he didn't know, he didn't know anything. And what happens? And he was coming next to me. Right? What, what are you going to say? <coughs> After 120, what are you going to say? Amrli Rebbe, Yeshli Dramshane Meshiv. I got I got defenses, don't worry about it. Elio Anavi, don't worry, I have what to tell Akadish Baruch. Bina Vadas do not nulimina Shamayim. Shaekravashna. Hashem didn't give me Bina Vadas. I don't have the head. I don't have the I don't have I don't have a, such a big a high IQ. You know what can I do? That's my that's my defense. So Amartilos, Elio Navi says, I continue and asked him, Mamalachtacha, what do you do for a living? Farmalit Sayyid. I'm a trapper. Amarti, umalahavi pishtan valarog mitsudos, who told you how to make flax and make nets? Ulahashlachayam, exactly where to throw them into the water and how to catch. So, nasun lochadas for that. Ludivere Torah, shakas of kikar vilachadavar maod. Lo nasun lochadas. You obviously have das, says Elio Anavi. 
He realized his his fault, and miyad hayameirim kolo uboche. He started crying to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Amartilo al yiralacha shakol ba'ei olam hein mishivin shuvazu aloso inyan sheimoskimbo. Don't worry, that's everybody's excuse. Says Eliyahu Navi, you're not alone. Everybody thinks like that. Aval ma'asehem mochichin alehem. Their own actions prove prove them. So. That is a much discussed Beis Halevi. Every Parshas Vayigash year, at least the first year, has to be has to mention that Beis Halevi, is the muster that we're going to have to get from our own from our own uh, actions. Moving, it's good. Okay. <coughs> a related point. I'm sorry, don't turn over yet. It's the bottom of the page. A related point related to the brother's behavior is something that came up in the Dafyomi last week, which I wanted to share with you. The Gemara, the end of Masechus Kedushin, the second to last Daf in Kedushin, quotes a Gemara, which you might ask, what does it have to do with us? But hopefully, you will see the connection in a minute. It says the Gemara, Ditanya, Isha ha-feiram v'hashem yislachla. The halacha is that if a woman makes a neder, a promise, her husband has the right to be made for it, to annul it. It's null and void. As long as uh, the day that he hears about it, he's made for it, he gets rid of it, so he has that power. So the Pasuk says, the husband, Isha, her husband is Mefer, gets rid of the Nadir, but Hashem Yislachla, and Hashem will forgive her. And the question that the Gemara asks is, if there was no Nadir, if the husband got rid of it, so what kind of forgiveness does the wife need? So, what's the case where a woman is going to need forgiveness if she didn't take the Nadir in the first place? Because the husband got rid of it. So, a woman accepted to be a, be a Nazira. Right? That's, I remember in, uh, getting into the Kola, in Rejectless Kola, one of the, he always asks basic questions that sometimes you don't know. So he says, could a woman be a Nazir? So you don't have to know Shas and Poskin to answer this question. It's a Pasuk and Naso. Isha Isha. Right? So a woman decides, Hilni Amalka. Right? The woman decides to be a Nazir. She makes a Nadir. Vishama by love hate for law. And the husband hears about it and is made for. But for Hilo Yata she hate for law. By law. She didn't know that the husband got rid of it. So she thinks she's still a Nazira. But, lo and behold, she's really not. But what does she do? And she drinks wine, she becomes Tamemes, she does all the Yisurim of a Nazir. Then she finds out later, honey, you're not a Nazir. She's like, really? So I didn't do any of these violations? You know, she, she, she did all these violations. That's what the Pasuk referring to. See, even though she didn't really, really do anything wrong. She only had a Machshava Ra'ah. She had a Machshava Ra'ah. And yet, still, Says the Gemara, Pasha Yislachla, you still need forgiveness for the Machshavara. Rabbi Akiva Kiavimati Lai Psuka Have Bachi. When Rabbi Akiva read this Pasak, he used to cry. Already the Musr for us is there should be some Psukim in the Torah that we cry about. Right? Is there any Pasik in the Torah that gets us emotionally like if it's not Parsha's Vayigash, I don't know what Pasik's gonna get our emotions going. So we have to just the Musr of the Gemara is that the Tanam cried when they read Chumash. So we should try to internalize it. But hopefully let's continue. So Rebekah, when he got to the Pasuk, he cried. Omar, he said, If somebody who has intention to eat a piece of treif, and it ends up being kosher, let's say somebody wanted to eat a treif hamburger, and he says, oh, so great. And he finds out afterwards that it was, it was, it was from Burgers Bar. He says, So the Torah still says you need forgiveness, even though it was a kosher food. Mishin is kavin lech obasar chazer. So surely somebody who eats has kavanah to eat treif. Va'ala biyad obasar chazer, and he eats treif. Alachas kama v'kama. How worse it is if he actually did the avera. The question that was asked by some of the Bali Musser is why Dafka did Rabbi Akiva cry? 
Out of all the Tanoim, we said all the Tanoim were on, on tremendous levels. Why Dafka did Rabbi Akiva cry when he read the Pasuk? So let's read further in the Chumash for a minute before we see the answer. Look in the Chumash, when Yosef reveals himself, as we said, when Yosef reveals himself, so he says in Pasuk Gimel, Ani Yosef Haudavichai, the brothers couldn't answer him. Yosef continues, Vayomer Yosef Alachav, come close to me. I'm Yosef who you sold to Mitzrayim. Remember, this was the difficult pasuk we discussed a few weeks ago, according to the Rashbam's opinion, that the brothers never sold Yosef, but they threw him in the pit and then he was sold. Mamelos, this is the pasuk that he has trouble with. Yosef says, you sold me. But don't worry about it. Don't worry, why? Hashem sent me here to take care of you. It was all the shame shemayim, because it's two years of a famine. We have another five years. Don't worry about it. It wasn't you. It was Hashem. That's the brother's reaction. Let's keep that in mind for a minute. Says the Ben Yehuda, the Ben Ishchai. There's commentary. Thank you very much. Uh, on Agada, says the Ben Ishchai. Top of the next page, top right, on that Gemara and Kedushin, where it's underlined Makshim. Why was Rabbi Akiva crying more than anybody else when he read this line of, oh, you know, this woman who wasn't even in a zira, she has to, she has to do tshuva. So surely anybody, if they do an avera, so So the Rabbani Ashkenaz give an answer. I saw this answer also. Rabbi Yosef Engel quotes this answer in Mesechah's Nazir Dafchav Gimel in the name of the Zohar. The Zohar quotes part of this answer. That what? Mishum da asara haruge malchus hayagilgol hashvatim. There's a kabbalistic idea that somehow the ten martyrs, the asara haruge malchus, which we say a kina about on Tishabav and we say a piyut about on Yom Kippur, those ten, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Tarfa, Chanini Matradi, and all the ten, which were not all at the same time period, we put them all together in the davening, but they were all different times of Jewish history, those ten were connected the ten brothers that sold Yosef. It was some type of parallel. Gilgal Neshamos, Machlokas, Rishonim, whether you believe in that idea. But either way, there is a parallel between the ten Shvatim and the ten Arugim Machlokas. There's even the legend that that's why some of them were killed. Hey, the brother sold Yosef and you never got punished. And what's the halacha if you kidnap somebody and you sell him? Yechai Misa, so we have to kill you. Right, so there's a parallel between them. So what happens? Let's continue. And the ten martyrs somehow were killed because of the brothers. Achmatzinu, but what did Yosef just tell them? Amr le Yosef, What did Yosef tell them when he revealed them? Don't worry about it. It was all Hashem Shemayim. Hashem had the best intentions involved. I, it was all, it was supposed to happen. It was Siat Shmaya. So Rabbi Akiva sees this and he says, one minute. He sees Baruch Kadsho, Asara Haruge Machas, he's going to get killed for what the Shvatim did. But what do you mean, Isha Hafeiram Hashem Yislachla? What's Pshat of that Pasuk? They think they're doing something wrong. Even though it turns out that she didn't do something wrong, Hashem Yislachla. You still have to ask forgiveness. She still has to ask forgiveness for that. Rabbi Akiva cries when he reads this Pasuk. Why? Because this is why his life is going to end as it will end. Because the, sorry, the brothers had, you know, it turns out they didn't do anything wrong. Because it was siyata d'shmai, it was supposed to happen. Hashem had this in mind. No, but the machshava was still raw. 
Continuing, last two lines. She wasn't in a zira. She still needs kapara v'slicha. Rabbi Akiva reads that pasuk and he knows what's going to happen. The ten brothers, right? What they do wrong? What they do wrong? Hashem, Hashem really had it in mind. No, no, no. The machshava ra was still there. She thought she was eating. She was in a zira. He thought. <coughs> the brothers thought that they were selling their uh, selling, selling their brother. So Rabbi Akiva Davka used to cry when when he uh, used to read this pasuk. Could have been any of that. So Rabbi Gamalchus, Rabbi Akiva was probably the most famous one. So that's related to the brothers as well. Okay, next. So Yosef says to his brothers, continuing in the Chumash, I'm Yosef, it's time to get Yaakov, bring, da- bring him down to, to me. And they go through the whole story. And towards the end of the parak, Vayishalach Pasachav Dalad. Pasachav Dalad. The Bible says, Yosef sent out his brothers. They went back home. He gave them one last bit of advice before they left. He gave them a 20 pasuk advice. Then he has three more words for them. Don't be Brigus. The original source of Brigus. Don't be Tirgazu Baderach. They said, fine, they leave. They leave. What are these last three words of advice? So Rashi quotes the Gemara Masechas Tainus. I gave it to you at the beginning of Source 4. Amr Abelazar. Amr Lam Yosef Alechav. Al tisasku bidvar halacha. Don't get involved in a sugya. Don't talk about, uh, you know, yeyo shalom idas on the way. Don't get into such a sugya on the way back. Maybe you'll lose the way. You know, don't focus on uh, on iyun. You know, just just schmooze. So maybe talk, maybe, uh, you know, chaz or something uh, quickly, but uh, without getting too deep into it. Al tirguzu baderach. One shot. Second, al <coughs> Don't take large steps. Don't take such big steps. right? Al and it quotes that you shouldn't take big steps. It takes away one five hundredth of your of your sight. Those are the two instructions that that Yosef gives his brothers. Don't learn too much. Al halacha on the road, and number two, don't take big steps. First of all, what's Yosef giving them these last words of advice? Why was he giving them advice here before? Did he ever give them advice before this? You know, when he used to, when he went out to Shechem, did they say, oh, don't, don't study Torah on the road? What was he doing? And Mahakesha between these two, is there a connection between these two of don't, don't learn on the, on the way back and, and don't take Psyagasis? So I think it's our first introduction to a bear Yosef. Yosef Misalantz, one of the greats of our century, he was Nifter in the early 80s, or Shlomo Zalman, Oyerbach in Yerushalayim used to go hear the, the Ber Yosef give drashas, and he was the one, he writes in the Hagdama, that Rav Shlomo Zalman asked the Ber Yosef to write a sefer. He said, you have to write a sefer. You have to put your drashas in print for Klal Yisrael. So Baruch Hashem, we have the Ber Yosef, Rav Yosef Misalan Sefer. So he asked these questions. What's the, why is Yosef giving the Musar here? What exactly is the message of the Musar? What are these two drashas that have to do with any, that don't learn and don't take big steps? What exactly does that mean? So it says the Ber Yosef on the right side. <coughs> Line six. Really, as a great Baal Drash does, these two are really the same message. Yosef is specifically giving them, giving them a message that they need to hear now, a message that has to do with the story, and he's giving them the message in two ways, but it's the same message. 
He's telling them, he's giving them advice and giving them musr about the sale, the sale of him. And he's telling them, don't let something like this happen again. How could, how could it happen again? What was the fault? So he's going to describe it. Many midrashim say the brothers that sold Yosef wasn't that the brothers were just Rishayim. That's Rishayim, the Shifteka. They weren't Rishayim, they were misguided. They were misguided because they misinterpreted the Halacha. They thought Yosef was a Rodef. They thought Yosef was a Malshan. They thought Yosef was a Moser. They used Halacha to justify their actions. They didn't just throw him in the pit. Oh, we hate him. Okay, they, they did hate him and they were jealous. But many Midrashim say that they had a whole lumdus, that they figured out, oh, we have, we have rights, Apiyalacha, to kill him because, because this is what he did. Skipping down, he quotes some of the Midrashim. Uh, line 18, Balashan Hara, it says you're allowed to throw him to the dogs. The Gemara says at the end of Sachim, and the Midrash says <coughs> he's uh, other, other, um, other Averis. Line 20. But what was the problem? Why did they make such a mistake? Why did they misinterpret the halacha? You know what the problem was? They were out in the field. They see Yosef coming. And all of a sudden, they, they, they quickly have a din Torah. Yosef's coming. Oh, he's a rotif. Oh, we better kill him. Let's throw him in the pit. Let's... They didn't do it with patience. They didn't go through the halachic process. What should they have done? They should have thought about it and they went back to the Gadladar, who was their father. Yaakov, I think your son's Chayav Misa. I think he's a Rodef. I think he's this, I think he's a that. They should have had heavy metunim badin. It's the first Mishnah says in Perkayavos. Patience in judgment. Patience in coming to conclusions about other people. Vidanuhu sham dini nefashas. They judge dini nefashas. What's halacha about dini nefashas? Bezin is not allowed to convict somebody on the same day that they start the case. You have to have at least one day overnight. At least one day overnight before you give the verdict. But there, there are so many problems with them being a base. They're all related. They're all related. <laughs> they didn't have regular dinim. They had, I mean, there was something. There was dinim, as one of the terms of the Noach. So they have, they have something. But what does that mean? It wasn't a bezdin in the, in the formal legal sense. It was a group of Rabbanan that came to a maskana that this is what his din is. You're right. They didn't have a regular bezin, but they should have gone through the proper halachic process in terms of thought, in terms of going to the greatest rav, Yaakov Avinu. Right? Maybe Yitzchak was even alive then. Right? The Medjur says that Yitzchak knew that Yosef was sold and he didn't tell them because Hashem didn't reveal it. So who's Yitzchak to reveal it? So you're right. It wasn't in the legal sense of bezin. They didn't come back. They were on the road. What? How much concentration could you have out in the field? Middle of Shechem. You know, for to, to, to be, you know, you have you go outside. How can you, you can't concentrate outside a base medrash? You know, let alone in the field. So They should have asked. Okay, you want an objective opinion? So go ask Shemvaver. Go ask Shemvaver. Everybody always goes there, right? So go ask Shemvaver. That's what Yosef was for so many years, as we uh, as we said, or at least he got the Torah. Now he, he was there. He got the Torah of Shemvaver. <coughs> but what happened? <coughs> Line thirty-two. But they said no. They didn't do it. And that was the problem. Yosef tells them, don't learn on the way back. You're not going to come to proper halachic conclusions when you're on the road. 
this chas v'shalom doesn't mean that we shouldn't be opening up a safer on a bus. You know, obviously we should be learning every free second that we have. But in terms of a dayan coming to a psak halacha and discussing a serious issue like that, that shouldn't be done on the road. Al tirgizu baderach. Last time that was your mistake. You did it out in the field. You didn't go through the proper channels. You didn't go back to yes Yaakov Avinu. Al tirgizu baderach. And the same thing is the second message. Second message. Well, first let's finish where he says on line 10 in the next column. This is what Yosef is hinting to them. Be careful. Don't do anything on the road. So wait for it and relax. And then he says a few lines later, unbelievable, the same message as the second one. Don't take big steps. What does that mean? Don't take big steps. Line 21. Why? Says the Gemara in Sanhedrin. What's the source for the halacha of being patient? Mitunim badin in judgment. Go up the Mizbeach slowly. Right, and there's a ramp there. Can't take big steps when you go up the Mizbeach. And that's at the end of Yisrael, right before Ve'ilah Hamishpatim. So taking big steps is the remez and the source for relax. Relax. Take it easy. Go slowly. And the Medrash even says, look at this comparison in the Medrash. Just like Hashem told the Kohanim, just like Hashem told the Kohanim, don't run up the Mizbeach. The back of your foot, should the heel should be at your big toe. You know, walking like uh, slowly, because that's coven. You walk in, you're slow. We're supposed to run to shul, but when you get to shul, you're not supposed to run in shul. The Allah and Shachan is you're supposed to run to shul, and then right when you get to shul, you're supposed to stop and then walk in slowly. That's coven. You're not supposed to run in shul. So says the, he says, just like Hashem warned the Kohanim to walk slowly, don't take big steps in judgment. So psigasa is also a symbol of going too quickly. So Yosef, on right after he gives the whole speech about, don't worry about it, don't learn on the way, and don't take psigasas, the same message. And Dafka here, because this is the first time he's leaving them after the whole story occurred. Okay. <coughs> Continuing. So back to the Psukim. We know. We know that um, going back a few Psukim. Go back to Shlishi, Pazaches. Yosef says. Hashem sent me here. Hashem put me as an av, as somebody who takes care of the whole the whole land. Go quickly to Yaakov Avinu. Go tell him. Your son. Tell Abba that I'm the leader here. Don't stop. Run. Don't stay there. And then you'll live in Goshen. It'll be all great. What was Yosef emphasizing here? You think his father wanted to know so much that he was the ruler in Mitzrayim? That would be so... That would be so, so important to him. You know, tell him I'm alive. Tell him I'm alive. Tell him I'm alive. That's all. And, and when he finally finds out, <coughs> he's so excited about it. So excited about it. That's going to revive him? Why is, why is Yosef emphasizing that? Go quickly and tell him that Hashem made me ruler in Egypt. So says the Darke Musser. Which again, this, this 
is a thought that maybe is in Yonah de Yoma. I, I, th- I found this uh, earlier in the week, but then it, it clicked in the second half that it was, uh, happens to be very apropos. The Daki Musa of Naiman, who was a Rosh Hashiva in Petach Tikva, says on this Pasuk, Shamati Makshim, source number six. Again, somebody commented to me at the end of last, last year that it's, uh, you know, the, all the different new Svarims. I try to bring in as many different ones that we haven't had yet, even though we're going to have some repeats, but uh, there's a new one that I'll try to bring in. So the Daki Musa says, Shamati Makshim Bishim Ha'adma Mirazin, the Radziner. What great news is this to his father, that we announced to him, that he is the leader in Egypt. Why is Yaakov going to be so excited? Yosef says, tell Abba that I'm the leader. He's going to be so excited about that? Just say he's alive. So Umataret says the Radziner, no, 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 we're missing the point of the Pasuk. Yosef is not emphasizing, tell him I'm the leader. But tell him, Tell Yaakov that Hashem made me the leader in Mitzrayim. In other words, Yosef was the leader. He took care of everything. But tell him that I remember is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Tell him that this great position that I'm in now is not from me. I realize it's all from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So he says, that's the message. Says the Daki Musa, now let me explain. What do we, what do we always say? So and so gave me a promotion. So and so did this to me. So and so did that to me. So and so didn't give anybody a promotion. If you get a promotion, you have to know it's from the one above. Somebody becomes partner. They've made it. Look what I did. Look what they did. No, look what he did. Capital H. Right, somebody who's the head. I was, I was voted in. Look what they did for me. I was voted in. Yosef did not say that Paro made me king. Paro put me in charge. No, Yosef didn't say that. It came from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the Besora. Even though he was in jail, and even though Paro lifted him up, and Paro was the ruler of the free world at that time, maybe not the free world, of the world at that time. So Yosef did not lose his recognition that it all comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In Cain, interesting, the second paragraph is... This must have been written in 1967, but it applies to today as well. When in our day and age does such revealed miracles, Who would have thought that we can overcome them. Obviously talking about the Egyptian Air Force. Even those who said we had to do this didn't think it would happen so quickly. Skipping line 24. But it's our job when that event happened or when any event happens, we have to realize it's not us. And ultimately, it's not Sahal. 
and it's no human force or human wisdom. Ultimately, it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is fear, fear, fearing the veldt. And that's what Yosef said. Yosef Samani Elokim And the more we believe that, writes the Darki Musar, the more the world will believe it. If the Jews don't believe that it's coming from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then nobody else will think that. It's our job to realize that Kaddish Baruch Hu is in charge, personally and nationally. Personally, any promotion, any advance we get in life, we obviously have to do our ishtadlis. But we have to realize that Kaddish Baruch Hu is giving it to us. And of course, nationally, we have to have that outlook as well. Bezrat Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yasalon Unisim, Od Pam, Bezrat Hashem. Okay, a couple of other thoughts. Yosef, again, a problematic statement which Chazal is already bothered by. Perak Memhei, Pasachav Beis. Before he sends them back to Mitzrayim, so Yosef gives them snacks, right? You, have leave, you can't leave the house without snack. You can't leave the house without food. You know, everybody's going to fetch on the way there. So the ten brothers had to have snack. So Yosef gives them plenty of snack. He gives them food. And not only that, not only food, but if you're walking for a while, he gave everybody a change of clothing. Everybody got a change of clothing. You know, imagine they were coming from Canaan. He was the ruler. Give them a change of clothing. And to Binyamin, he gave five changes of clothing and 300 silver coins. So the obvious question the Gemara and Megillah asks, didn't this cause the whole problem in the first place? Isn't ya- Yosef doing the same thing his father did? Yaakov gave Yosef the Ksonis Pasim and, and caused jealousy amongst the brothers. That caused the whole problem. What's Yosef doing here? He's doing the same thing. The brothers got one change of clothing and the, and the, and the uh, Binyamin got five changes of clothing. And Yosef got 300 shekel. So the Gemara in Megillah deals with the clothing issue. Why five times? So the Gemara says it's an allusion to a descendant of Binyamin who's going to go out with five special garments. Who was that? Mordechai. Mordechai, we're ready up to Purim now. Right? Post Hanukkah, to Bishvat a little bit maybe. But already thinking of Purim's on the radar. So says the. So that's what the Gemara says. It deals with the clothing. But what about the Kesef? What's the 300 Kesef for? So this is just a, a, a one, one line thought. You can ask the Kasha at the Shabbos table. I got, a, I got a, 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 an email today from, from Baruch Hashem, somebody out, uh, out in a city out of town in, in America that these did not give a, a Dvar Torah at the Shabbos table, so now they listen to the Shia every Friday morning, now they have what to say at the Shabbos table. Baruch Hashem. So this is a short one. The other one is the, can't, get, can't go through Shabbos without saying the Beis HaLevi, but, but uh, <coughs> a one thought chizkuni. One thought chizkuni. Source number seven. What are we showing? So what, what is the money? What about the money? The clothing the Gemara and Miguel Tessayin deals with. What about the money? Says the Chizkuni, it's exact. It was an exact reason why he gave him 300 kasef. Why? How much is it? How much is an Evid worth? What's an Evid worth? Says the Chizkuni. Parshas Mishpatim. If your ox kills an Evid. So you really can't put a value on a person. Rahman al Even an Evid. But what is it you have to pay if your ox, if kill, if your ox kills an Evid? It's a Shloshim Shekel. That's what the Pasuk says in Mishpatim. See the last line of the Chizkuni, Source 7? 30 shekel. So Yosef says to his brothers, you all sold me. You threw me in the pit. 
probably was right. It was probably killing me, right, with snakes and scorpions down there, right? So each of you owe me thirty shekel because you know you wanted to kill me. That's what you owe. Altogether, that's three hundred. Ten brothers, three hundred each. Thirty. I'm Michael. I'm Michael. You don't have to pay it. So to all ten brothers, he was Michael the money. So he gave them three hundred shekel. What about Benjamin? See, he wanted to equalize it. It wasn't Dafka going out of the way, giving Binyamin more, but Dafka gave Binyamin 300 as a note to the brothers, I want to keep things exactly equal now. I'm being mochel to you 300 shekel, I'm going to give them 300 shekel. So it's exactly, it's not causing problems, it's solving problems. Says the Cheskun, you live in Yamin. Whereas underline, Al Kasef. Because he wasn't in the Mechira, he gave three hundred Kasef. But to the other brothers he didn't give, they Right, thirty times ten. So he exactly gave them the three hundred gave him three hundred in order to in order to parallel. In order to parallel, so there isn't there isn't the jealousy. Okay, let's continue. One more thought, or maybe two more thoughts on uh, one more thought on Vayigash, one more on the connection of Vayigash and Vayachi, and then maybe we'll end with a thought on Asar Bateves, which is uh, which is coming up. Okay, famous Chazal, famous Chazal. The brothers get back to Yaakov Avinu. Again, the following thought is said by many. I'm going to read it to, uh, with you from Rav Nissen Alpert, but uh, famous Chazal. Pasuk says towards the end of the parsha, Perak Memhei. Pasik Chavav. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, Perak Mem Hey Pasik Chavav. They get back to Yaakov and they tell him that you know everything that took place. Ve'Yigidol Lemar Od Yosef Chai Pasik Chavav V'Chiy Moshe B'Chal Eretz Mitzrayim V'Yafag Liboki Lohem Imlohem. He did not believe them. He didn't believe them. You know, I haven't seen myself in 22 years. He didn't believe them. V'Yidavru Elo is called the very Yosef Shadivir Alehem. He told them everything. He sees the wagons that Hashem, that Yosef sent to take him down, and all of a sudden he believes them. He believes them. His spirit is revived. So, what kind of wagons are we talking about here? He didn't believe them until he saw the wagons. But he sees the wagons. Oh, now I know. And so, of course, Rashi quotes what we know. Agala. If you switch around the Nakudas a little bit, can mean Egla, Egla, Egla Arufa, the halacha of the anonymous corpse found between two cities and there are no relatives so the Sanhedrin from Yerushalayim has to come out and say we didn't kill him there's a whole ceremony that takes place they break the back of the neck of an Egla Rufa wonderful so the hint that Yosef was saying to Yaakov this was the last topic that they were studied together the halachas of Egla Rufa so when Yaakov sees these wagons Agala he says oh Agala Egla wagons cows ah Yosef Yosef must still be a good Jew because he's re- reminding me the last thing we, we just studied together 22 years ago, Egla Rufa. Okay, so the first problem is, is two different words. We're not going to deal with that problem right now. Chazal have, the, have, uh, have a license to, uh, to, uh, to switch around Nakudo sometimes. There's no Nakudos in the Torah. So, but anyway, Egla and Agala. But the other question is, the more substantive question that m- everyone deals with is, what's the symbolism? Why Dafka Egla Rufa? So some of Hashem deal with this in Vayeshev. Why was that the last topic that they were dealing with? We're going to deal with, with this point. Why was that the topic that Yosef thought would be most apropos to send back to his father, his father Yaakov? What's the symbol of Egla Rufa? That's what Rav Nissan Alpert asks in Limude Nisan. 
What exactly is Egla Rufa about? Again, it's an idea that's said by many, but we'll see it through his through his words. Again, he asked the question, we're not going to read it inside, that it sounds like from the Psukim that nothing worked until he saw these wagons. Right? He's alive, he's the leader, he gave us all this food, he gave us all everything, nothing worked. He didn't believe them. All of a sudden he sees the Agala. So what's so special about it? So turn the page. There's one message that comes out of the story of Egla Rufa more than any other story. Again, what's Egla Rufa? The anonymous corpse. There are no relatives. Amazing. Who doesn't have relatives? Who doesn't have somebody? There's no relatives. So who has to come out? The Sanhedrin Hagadol, members of the Sanhedrin Hagadol, the greatest Gdole Hadar. You find an anonymous corpse, Rahman al-Aslan, between two cities in Israel, Rav Moshe Feinstein, Rav Yashiv, and Rav Zalman have to come and say, we didn't kill this person. What's, what's, what's the message here? Why do they have to do that? You know what the message of Egla Rufi is more than any other halacha or misfit in the Torah? We are mutually responsible for each other. If there's a Jew that fell that's in need, the greatest Jew in the, in, the, in, the, in the generation has to come and share responsibility for not taking care of this person. Line 17. We don't think that they actually killed him. The leaders especially are Arev and have to take care of all Jews. The leaders, and we all have to be leaders, but the leaders of the Jewish people have to take Achrayis. They have to take Achrayis and say it was... It was not our fault. And if you see in source uh, line 25, if you look throughout Yosef's life, it will be clear throughout his life he felt an achrayis for his brothers, for his family, and for Klal Yisrael. And he goes through examples. Why did, why did he tell Lashon Har? So the brothers say, Stam Lashon Har. What does Rashi say? The, the, the sons of the Shvachos were being made fun of. He couldn't stand idly by while a fellow Jew was being made fun of. Ah, your mother's a Shifcha. Right, right. He couldn't. He had to go tell his father. He couldn't just let it be. He couldn't say, oh, it's just, just siblings fighting with each other. No, he couldn't. So there was Shadam being Mizalzel. He said, I had to do it. Yosef, next paragraph. Yaakov Avinu says, you have to go to your brothers, to Shechem. You have to go see how they're doing. What should he have said? They hate me. Maybe something bad's going to happen there. No, what does Yosef say? Hineni. I'm ready to go. I care about my brothers. I'm responsible for my brothers. doesn't matter who they are. Call Yisrael Aravim Zelazeh. Egla Arufa typifies who Yosef HaTzadik was all about. What does Yosef do in Mitzrayim? He takes care of everybody. What does he do in the, in the jail? He takes care of the, everybody else. He interprets their dreams. Now he feeds everyone. He feeds everyone in the world. I've mentioned in the past, I'm not sure if I'm one of these year, that I um, heard from Rabbi, Rabbi Isaac Bernstein once, there aren't so many people that are called Sadik in history. There aren't so many people. There are, what, one person in the Torah who's called a Sadik. Noach is Sadik, And who else do we call Sadik? Yosef at Sadik. So what does Noach and Yosef have to do with each other? Ma'akasha between Noach and Yosef. Right? We don't say Yaakov at Sadik. We don't even say David at Sadik. What does Noach and Yosef have to do with each other? So Rabbi Bernstein quoted the Baal Yatosvos on Chumash. They're the only two people that sustain the world. They took care of the world. And that's Sidkus. 
Noah took care of the world. The whole world was on the Teva. He took care of the world. And Yosef took care of the world. He fed the world. Where's a remez to this? You take care of everybody. So the remez, the word tzaddik, right after masbiya l'chayratzon. So Yosef took care of the whole world. Egla Arufa is no greater message to tell Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov, I'm here because I have an achrayas to the entire Jewish people. The Jewish nation are coming down to Mitzrayim. Yaakov believes him. That's the message of Egla Arufa, the message of Kol Yisrael Arevim Zelazeh. The message of all Jews are one, all Jews are guf echad, and we have to have that attitude in our daily life to take care of each other within a community, outside a community, and throughout and throughout the world. I saw a beautiful, on the, on the internet today, I saw the uh, beautiful uh, idea that the young Israel has, has thousands of people signed up already in America that whenever there's a, there was, there's a missile and, the, uh, and uh, everybody's running into their, um, to their, uh, to their bomb shelters, they send out a, a text message to thousands of people and they say, you have 15 seconds to say a parak of Tehillim. And they said over 16,000 parak of Tehillim have been said already. What could you do sitting in America? That's an example of something that we could do. We care about our fellow Jews. The koach of a parak of Tehillim, the koach of a, of, a, of a mitzvah, the koach of, the koach of, a, of, a, of a chesed, of going above and beyond. Okay, one more idea. One more, <coughs> one more idea. At the end of the parsha, Yaakov finally comes down to Mitzrayim. Perek Mem Zayin, Pasuk Zayin. We have the long-awaited meeting between Yaakov and Paro. Yaakov and Paro. So what happens? Yaakov comes into the room, Pasuk Perak Mem Zayin, Pasuk Zayin. Yosef presents his father to Paro. This is my father. And Vayemar Paro Yaakov. Very strange. The first thing Paro tells Yaakov, Kama Yimei Shnei Chayecha. How old are you, old man? It's the first thing you tell Yaakov Avinu, Kama Yimei Shnei Chayecha. How was your trip down? Where'd you park? You know, how'd you get here? You know, <coughs> how old are you? What does that mean? Vayemar Yaakov al Paro. And the answer is even more surprising. Yaakov answers Paro, Yemei Shnei Megurai Shloshim Ashana. I'm 130. Ma'at Viraim Hayu Yemei Shnei Chayai. My days have been little and bad. Velo Hisigu Es Yemei Shnei Chayai Avosai Yemei Megurayim. It's not like my my forefathers' lives. Yaakov Avinu. What kind of kasha is Paro asking him? How old are you? And what kind of answer is that? I've had a terrible life. Yaakov has had a difficult life. Nobody's arguing. It's an amazing Rashi that always gets me. In last week's parsha, Rashi says in Perak Mem Gimel Pasuk Yudalad. Sometimes you've caught this Rashi. <coughs> when Yaakov, <coughs> when Yaakov, thank you for sharing. Also, when Yaakov finally agrees to send Binyamin down to Mitzrayim, so he says, "Vekel Shakai Yitain Lachem Rachamim Lofnei Haish." Kel Shakai, Hashem should have Rachmanis already. So why does he use the name Shakai there? So Rashi quotes, unbelievable. Why Shakai? Where's the Rashi? Shedai benesinas Rachamav, the one who has enough Rachamim. Ukedai hayicholos biadoli tein lachem Rachamim. Umedrasho, this is the Medrash. Misha Amar laolam dai yomer dai litzarosai. Shakai means Hashem created with the world. The Gemara Chagiga says, Shamar laolam dai. He said to the world, enough, you're created. That's the name Shakai. Shindalad yud. Shamar laolam dai. The one who said enough to the world should say enough to my tsaris. Shalo shakatati minu urai. Because I never had any sheket since I was younger. Rashi says, tsaras lavan. 
Saras Esav, Saras Rachel, Saras Dina, Saras Yosef, Saras Shimon, Saras Benyamin. That's some life. That's some life listing off. Put that, that Rashi puts it into perspective. Any one of those would ruin a person's Saras Lavan. You marry the wrong woman, right? And it makes you work for 20 years. And you can't go back to Eretz Yisrael. Esav, your, brother, your brother's trying to kill you? Dina, your daughter gets raped? I mean, how many? They all happen to Yaakov. Right? Saras Yosef, your, your favorite son's lost for 20 He's had a tough life. But, 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 but this is Yaakov Avinu, though. I, my days are little and, right, ma'at vera'im. What exactly is the message here? There's a medrash. Bottom of page, bottom of the source number 10. It's a medrash, Yaakov Shimoni on Tehillim. On the Pasuk, Mizmar lo David, Hashem ro'i lo echzar. Hashem is my shepherd. Amrav Chama Bar Chanina. There is no more lowly profession than a shepherd. He just walks with a stick all day. What does a shepherd do? It's not a fancy, fancy job. And yet David calls Hashem a shepherd. David says, I got it from my earlier generations. Yaakov called him a roe. Next week's parsha. When Yaakov's giving brachas from Menashe, Hashem, who shepherded me, should give you a bracha. So David said, it's not my fault. Hashem roi lo I got it from Yaakov Avinu. So what's the message of roi? What's the message of the significance of roi? Says of Matasio Solomon, Matnas Chaim, one of his mamari. Says Yaakov Avinu, and again, we're not going to read it inside. Feel free to read it uh, afterwards. Yaakov Avinu has had a tough life. And he's a little bitter. It's difficult. Why did Paro ask him how old he was? Because the Ramban says, I gave you the Ramban, because the Ramban says he looked even more than 130 because how he carried himself. He was like, oh, what kind of life? So part of the punishment, and the Gemara says that he, he, was, he was punished for saying these words, he was punished even for Paro's question because his behavior and demeanor caused Paro's question. That was all because he had a certain attitude and ashkafa of ma'at v'ra'im. Had difficulties. But says Ramatis Yahu, the ultimate in life is that we're supposed to realize that ra'a is not really ra'a. But ra'a is really, there's a ro'eh. There's really a ro'eh that is in charge of life. And as it says in Eicha, mi pi'elion lo teitzei haro'os v'atov. It comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And it takes a mature person. It took Yaakov Avinu to the end of his life to realize that the Ra'a is really Ro'a. Vayigash, he's still saying Ra'a. But by next week's parsha, Ha'elokim Ha'ro'a Osi, he realizes that it's not Ra'a. It was all part of Maisa Avosim Labanim and had to be and is really Ro'a. And he even adds on the bottom, next week's parsha, when it says Ha'elokim Ha'ro'a Osi, Ro'a is spelled without a vav. So it's Reish Ayin Hey. Ro'eh, which also could mean Ra'a. A lot of things in life sometimes are Ra'a. But we believe, even though it's hard to accept it and, and feel it, maybe Ad Yomoso. Yaakov Avinu had difficulty. Ad Yomoso is really Ro'eh, even though it feels like Ra'a. Um, one final thought on Asar Betavis, which is before our next year, next Tuesday. Just one thought. There's an amazing Abu Draham where the Abu Draham says, the Beis Yosef quotes the Abu Draham 
The Abu Jam is one of the Rishonim. Abu Jam says, Asar B'tavis is different than any other fast day besides Yom Kippur. If Asar B'tavis would fall out on Shabbos, we would fast on Shabbos. It can't fall out on Shabbos according to our calendar. It's the only fast day that we have, Bizman Azad, that can fall out on Friday. Sometimes it falls out on Friday. Those are the weird laning vayachal by Friday afternoon mincha. It happens every couple of years. It's a couple of years. But it falls out on Friday, so we fast on Friday. We go into Shabbos fasting. So it's, in the, it's, in the, it's in the winter and uh, on the top of the equator, so it's not so bad. You know, it's a short uh, winter Friday. But that's the Abu Jam. If it would fall out on Shabbos, you fast on Shabbos. Also, why? Because the Pazak says in Yecheskel, Be'etzamayomazeh. Fine. And the Beis Yosef says, I don't know where he got this from. It's more chamer than Tishabav. Tishabav is pushed off to Sunday. Asar Batavis is more chamer. What's that, what's, what's that Asar Batavis? What's so unique? So Rabbi Simon in Imre Barak quotes the Chassam Sofer, an unbelievable Chassam Sofer, source 12. Well, the Chassam Sofer says that every Asar Batavis is the Gzera whether there's going to be a Tishabav that year. Asura Batavis is the start of it all. Right? That was the siege. Asura Batavis is the start. Every year, Asura Batavis is what determines. That's when the Xeras in Shemayim tells us <coughs> whether <coughs> there's going to be a Tishabav that year. So says the Chassam Sofer. You're not allowed to fast on Shabbos for a past event, for mourning. There is one fast day you're allowed to fast on Shabbos. What's that? Yom Kippur, that's a different type of fast day. But also Tainus Chalom, the Shulchan Aruch says. Let's say I have a bad dream. So let's say the bad dream is Friday night. So we don't might not do this on the Zeb, but make or din, the Shulchan says you're allowed to fast on Shabbos for a bad dream. Why? Because that's fasting about preventing a future calamity. And that you can even do on Shabbos, because you know what? Because if you prevent the calamity, you have owning Shabbos. And you're very happy that you did it. So you can't fast on Shabbos for a past event. But for a future event to prevent a calamity, you're allowed to fast on Shabbos. You're allowed to fast on Asar Bateves. If it would fall out on Shabbos. Why? Because Asar Bateves is for the future. It's the day every year that the Xera takes place, whether there's going to be a Tisha that year. And then he adds one more point from Rav Shlomo Fisher. We know the Mishnah of the end of Masechus Tainus tells us that there were five tragedies that happened on Shabbos of Atamuz, there were five tragedies that happened on, on uh, Tisha <coughs> There were Chata'im that caused each of these terrible days of tragedy. Tisha B'Av, you know, was the, the Chet Maraglam. Shavasa Batamuz, Shaita Egel. Shvir Saluchos happened that day. What Chait happened on Asar Bateves? It's not in Chazal anywhere. Nowhere in Chazal. Says of Shlomo Fisher, I don't know, but if I would guess, I would say Mechiris Yosef. Mechiris Yosef happened, not just because the Parshis always work out that way, but maybe because this is always in Chodesh Teves. The Mazel of Chodesh Teves is a Gedi is a Gedi. And what happened? A Gedi is a goat. It was goat's blood that was the Mechiris Yosef. That's what they covered it up in. Avon Gedisha Kamartilo, the Gemara says in Shabbos. That's what Mechiris Yosef, that's what Asar B'tavis is about Mechiris Yosef. And that's the day that the Gzair is Nixar every year for what's going to happen on Tisha B'av. So says Rabbi Simon and Zof, if this is what Asar B'tavis is all about, then it behooves us every year Asar B'tavis time to remember what the chait of Mechiris Yosef was all about, like we discussed last week. It's the, the alai, Tzoros Esav, Tzoros Lavan, Tzoros Yosef, and <coughs> work on our Avas Chinam, work on our Avas Achim, and make sure that this year, next Tuesday, the Gzeira 
of this year will be that Tisha B'Av will be a Yantif, Tisha B'Av will be the Simcha, and this will be the last Asar B'Teves. Maybe we still have a couple days. Maybe last year's Asar B'Teves is, is, no, is still, uh, still working. But uh, hopefully this will be the last one, and we'll have a Gzeira Latova. Okay.